I have another person for Ask a 30-something Man. Oh, that's right. We want to have Mr. No- – wait, did you did you ask him specifically about it? I sure did. Oh, wow. So we yep. are potentially, maybe not even potentially, definitely going to have somebody that you have gone out with on Ask a 30-something Man. He's totally down. Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, how are you doing? Hello. I am, I'm a sleepy gal. I took a 5 a.m. flight this morning. Ooh. Yes. So I'm in Texas now because my friends and I are – we're going to be in Austin for July 4th. Fun. Yeah. And so that's going to be very fun. And so I decided to see my parents as a stopover. I don't know if you got this TikTok. I know that we have very different TikTok algorithms because of your – market. <laughs> there was a very funny one that said, if you ever want to hear something crazy, ask a girl where she gets her hair done. I because it's going to be something like, I go to Australia. It's every third Tuesday. I can only pay her in gold medallions. <laughs> and it's great. And that's how I feel because part of what why I came to Dallas early is so I could get my hair done. <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a friend who like only recently stopped coming back to New York to get her hair done from another friend of ours who also does my hair. So I understand because she's amazing, but she like has a husband and a baby in Oakland owns an apartment there. She's like, all right, I I think I should probably attempt to find a a hairstylist here. I mean, when you make a bond with somebody and you know, they do a good job, it's really hard. Yeah. Anyway. Like it's a big thing to trust someone, like someone brand new to, especially if you dye your hair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of being home, I, Obviously, was telling my parents, I'm going to go record with Allie. And my mom was saying, A, how much she loves the podcast. And she goes, And you have the best sponsors. I just repurchased my Sunset Lake CBD with my MMH code. Getting it on the Sunset Lake. I know. She's so cute about it. And she, she, my mom actually really struggles with sleep because she has a, she has a medical thing that makes her cough a lot. And she has been saying that she has not slept this well in an incredibly long time. And it's, yeah, it's like really improved her mood and like how she feels when she wakes up. And it's just, it's great. So she actually stole – she really wanted to try some gummy bears and so she stole some from me when she visited and then purchased her own. <laughs> I've been loving the sleep gummies. They're really good. Yeah. And I really like – I actually like how I sleep better with those than the drops with melatonin even though like in theory they're the same formulation probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, that's yeah. Great. So I've really been enjoying that. It's been awesome to see people in our Discord channel like posting about their shipments that they've got in and they've been like talking about what their favorite products are, which is super fun. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get them because I don't have a dog, but they have dog treats. And, um, oh, people cute. Been, yeah. So somebody in the Discord had posted that they got the dog treats. Amazing. I actually um, – my neighbor has a little bit of a loud – the dog seems to get a little separation anxiety. And so mm-hmm. I might offer them the pet CBD. Oh, love that. That I got. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. But anyway, obviously, we love Sunset Lake. Our family loves Sunset Lake. Everyone in our lives loves Sunset Lake at this point. And they are a Vermont farm that is growing all natural, third-party tested hemp products that are delivered straight to you. And you can check them out today with our discount code, sunsetlakecbd.com, and use FMH20 for 20% off all their products. Sunset Lake CBD. 
They're amazing. They're farmer owned, Vermont grown. We're headed to Vermont for vacation at some point. Go to sunsetlakecbd.com and use our coupon code FMH20. Check it out. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Anyway, well, okay, I have multiple dating updates, but I, I'm a little bit eager to hear about your apartment and also the journalist. Yeah. So apartment is still going really well. Great. But we have My mom the- was curious too, by the way. She was like, give oh. me an update on Allie's house. I was like, I'm waiting for the update. <laughs> so we had the inspection last week and that went really well. The inspector loved the apartment, which I feel like is a good oh, sign. That's because hilarious and cute. probably see a lot of apartments. Yeah. He was very thorough, which I appreciated. I learned a lot about apartments and like brands of windows. He's like, oh, these windows, good brand, good brand. Like <laughs> keep the noise out good? What, what, what's good? Keep the noise out good, like good double painting, but then also just like the durability of the material. Oh, that's, that is important. Yeah. But like, I, mean, I don't know, window brands, obviously. So like, I just took a lot of notes. But that all went really well. Nothing unexpected. The sellers agreed to fix all the stuff that we found. It was all minor. Nothing a handyman can't handle. And now the contracts are with the lawyer people. Damn, girl. Everything's chugging ahead. I love it. This is big girl moves. Yeah. So hopefully, like, assuming that they don't change their mind, like, all of the, like, major milestones have been hit. Yeah. That's great. The only thing that would happen now is, like, literally they change their mind. Sure. I mean, I've had – I've I've had friends who are in a place to buy a home in California and – it's just crazy. One one had to cancel it because of termites. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, so that yeah, that's going really well. I'm super excited about it. Um, it looks like – so originally I thought that I had offered, included in my offer, a lease back where they could stay and rent from me for 60 days after closing. So – and the reason that I included that is because my lease is not up until November and I knew that they had not bought a place yet. Oh, well, then that should work perfectly. Yes. However, the contract that they sent over doesn't include that clause. Like they decided they don't want to exercise it, I guess, Mm -hmm. which I'm kind of now excited about to move sooner. So it would probably be like September. That's going to come right up. I know. Yeah. So, and I think hopefully I'll be able to get out of my lease. The rental market is insane in New York right now, and it's always better in the summer than the winter. So I think my landlord might prefer me to leave. Yeah, he might be able to get a nice profit there. Yeah, I think he could probably get a better rent than I'm paying right now. Great. So all that's going really well. Very excited about it. Staying up at night thinking about where I'm going to put different items of furniture, you know, things that I should be worrying about right now. But that's also, you know, that's a good example of when anxiety can also be excitement. This is a very exciting daydreamy phase. Yes, yes, agreed. 
And then I've been like, so it's a duplex. It has two stories. Mm-hmm. So I'm like extra like, oh, I, I have to, I have to decide correctly because if the movers bring something upstairs, it's, it's staying there. upstairs. It's staying upstairs. It lives there now. Yeah, it lives upstairs. So like whatever I decide to put, my bedroom is kind of obvious stuff, but like whatever I decide to put in the smaller office upstairs, like that's what's in that office. Great. So yeah, anyway, but that's been great. The journalist. So as I mentioned last week, I decided that I would only like to see the disco ball. Mm-hmm. I have an update on him as well. And so I, I went away for the weekend. I was at a volleyball tournament, which is why my voice sounds like this in case anybody has noticed. And so I kind of put it off. I like went out of town. I was out, I was like gone from Thursday to Sunday night, which was last night. And the podcast comes out on Mondays. And though I don't think he listens, I have a very hard and fast rule that I will never say anything in my content or on a podcast that somebody doesn't already know. Yeah. About them. Yeah. Good rule. Good rule. Yeah. So like, as I said that somebody might think like, well, the disco ball doesn't know that you're the only dating him, but that's about me, not about him. Correct. It has no bearing on. No, it has no relation. Like, no, no how you guys are interfacing. Yeah. No, no, no bearing on what I want his behavior to be. No, like no bearing on what our interaction will be like. So I, I knew that I had to do it last night because the pod came out today. So I called him. I cold called him. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. Here's my thinking. So I knew I wanted to do it on the phone. I had okay. decided that I wanted to do it on the phone. We'd been on four dates. Also because we met through the matchmaker, I also felt like we just had like a lot of sort of deeper conversations. Like I just felt like he, I felt like the conversation warranted a, a phone call versus a text message. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean- I agree with that abstractly. Not that I'd want it, but. (laughs) So I also knew if I texted him and asked if he was free, he would know what it was. And that would be anxiety inducing for me. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I actually think if somebody is going to break up with me on the phone, if I'm in a place where like that would make sense, like we're not in like a long-term relationship. I don't think I would want to get a text message about it first and then like have a scheduled time that I was worried about. Well, that's why like it was frustrating when the classmate texted me, what are you doing? I'll come over. I'll be there soon. And it was not soon. And I was absolutely stewing. Exactly. Exactly. Just text me. Yeah. So I didn't didn't want to do that. So I called, I just called him. He didn't pick up. But he texted me and said, like, hey, I'm just leaving a movie. Can I call you back in a few minutes? I was like, yeah, definitely. So we did. We had a very nice conversation. It was not even five minutes long. It was a very similar vibe to the one I had with the accountant Mm. where afterwards I was like, well, shit, he is a really nice guy. He handled that breakup so well. Do I want to undo that? Like, do I need to undo this breakup because of how well he handled it? I didn't. I don't actually think that. But like, so I just told him, you know, I've had such a good time with you. I think you're awesome. Both of those things are very true, but I just don't feel the connection that I'm looking for. And, you know, I, I'm, I, and I said to him, I'm honestly kind of disappointed because you are so great. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I wish that that was there, but it's just not for me. Yeah. He said he totally understood. He thanked me for one, being direct about it and two, calling him about it. He also acknowledged, which I really liked that he knows that it's a really hard thing to do, especially as a woman talking to a man who might get a scary reaction. 
Oh, that's thoughtful. It was very thoughtful. That's one of the things that I was like, man, he's very thoughtful. Yeah. Because that's true. Like that's one of the reasons why a lot of people, especially women interacting with men, hesitate to have direct, hard conversations. Mm -hmm. Because they're scared about what the person's reaction might be. So yeah, so it was really seamless. He, you know, we wish each other the best. And that was that. Congratulations. Well, I guess. I don't know. It's strange, strange thing to say congratulations to. But well, I mean, I think I, I am proud of myself for having had the conversation. That's what I mean. I can't remember actually the last time that I had a phone conversation like that. That's a good point. Because yeah. well, how did it happen between you and the accountant? Would that have been the last one? Yeah, but it was a text. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Did I call him? I might have called him. I think you might have, but I think I called him. Yeah, I think I called him. So I, guess I feel like you was, would, just I, knowing I think, you. Yeah, I think I did. So I guess it was a year ago. It, yeah. So that was that, and then also last night I had a Facetime date with the disco ball. You did? I didn't know about mm-hmm. that. Tell me. It was very last minute. I just like we were texting. Question: Was it before or after you broke up with the journalist? Oh, good question. Before. Okay. So you were probably then just like extra reaffirmed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So we've been texting all weekend. You know, he's asking at the volleyball tournament, et cetera, et cetera. He's helping his mom like move into her new house. So he was like showing me pictures of that. And so then I basically, I, on Sunday morning, I was like, what do you have to do tonight? You want to FaceTime? And here's where a phone throwing moment comes into play. Okay. So I asked him, what do you have to do tonight? Do you want to FaceTime? And he responded, oh, I have to reveal. I guess it doesn't matter what state he's from. I think it's fine. People know nothing about him. Yeah. I have to reveal what state he's from to tell the story. So, okay. So he said, so I asked him what he's up to. And he said, I'd love to FaceTime. I told him when I'd be home. He said, he said, I'm definitely down for a FaceTime. That sounds great. I'm just going to be apartment shopping and watching the avalanche. Oh, okay. What does that mean to you? That he's going to watch the Stanley Cup. Okay. So I don't follow hockey. Neither do I, but I still know who's in the Stanley Cup. Okay. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I also... Did you think he's going to go casually watch a natural disaster? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. This is too good. What exactly did you say? What exactly did he say? <laughs> oh. oh, also, it should be noted that it, Avalanche was not capitalized. Okay. But probably because, like, it's a word. So, like, you know, an iPhone doesn't know that it's He would have had to right? capitalize, yeah. He would have had to actively capitalize it. So I was sitting with Cindy. We were at the tournament still. I was sitting with Cindy. I said to her, oh, my God, apparently there's this massive avalanche happening in Colorado. Did she stop you from doing whatever you're about to do? No, because she doesn't have the context. Oh, I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her. I didn't read her what he said. But still, I would have said like, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. Because like that's their team. (laughs) She didn't know that either. Okay, okay. Yeah. So anyway, I made up this whole story in my head because I was like, not in the city, like blah, 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 whatever. He lives in Denver, from Denver. So... Yeah. So I, I thought that he was like, I don't know, like it was on the news or like something and like everyone was going to be watching. I, this is so dumb. And I know this. It's amazing. It's also like, I think (laughs) to 
empathize a little bit. It's very like did not grow up with that type of weather. Right. Yes. That maybe this is what happens. I don't know. Like yeah. Similarly though, because like that's how people talk to us about earthquakes. Yeah. Where we're like, oh no, that's not how those work. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. People are like, oh my God, were you terrified of earthquakes all the time? Like, no. No. Okay. So I said, I'm going to quote myself here. I said, um, is quote, watching the avalanche a normal thing to do in Colorado? Amazing. So I wrote that. Then the day continued. He didn't write back until later. And we're on the, we're on the drive home and he writes back and it pops up and it says only when they're in the Stanley cup playoff. There we go. At which point it dawns on me and Cindy was in the car with me and I started like crying laughing. So what's interesting is like your text isn't that bad because you know, they're not a very good team. And like, I'm sure there's a lot of bandwagoning and like fair weather. So like you could literally be asking like, do a lot of people typically watch them? Like it, that, I don't know. It kind of works. Uh, yeah, but like b- basically, uh, what I said was because I know absolutely nothing about hockey. But like the only way for it to work is if I like actually know a decent amount about hockey, because I'm making I'm making fun of his hockey team. Yes, you are true. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm just so dumb. Did you and fess so, up during our Facetime? I did. Okay. And he sure he like, found it charming. Well, he was like, I had a feeling that the, that something had not come across properly. So yeah, so that was my phone throwing moment. I was like, God damn it! Well, was he happy they won? Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> I like for an athlete. I like don't know much about sports that I don't follow. I know a lot about football. Yeah, no, no, like, no. I don't. I don't. I know literally nothing about hockey. That's not, I mean, not literally, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we also spoke before the game. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So we had a great FaceTime. He was at his brother's. So he had like gone outside on like the porch. There were like puppies playing. So we were like watching the puppies and talking. And he is coming here. He still does not have a flight. Oh my God. This would stress me out. He's coming. I told him that. I was like, your, your, your travel plans are very stressful to me. He's coming here sometime in the next week-ish. His loose plan is to be here this weekend. Whether or not that happens or not, I don't know. Okay. So we're not pinning our hopes to that, but like a fringe nice, nice, a nice to have. Within the net, like he'll definitely be here by next weekend. Amazing. And his plan is- Living where? He's going to sublet. Oh, does he know where? He has found a board that he has been looking at and his plan for today, which I actually just asked him about, is to like reach out to a bunch of places. Got it. Okay. Evidently, most of those places are in Brooklyn and several of them are near my new apartment. Well, well, well. Okay. And he was like, we might be neighbors. Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. And then he'll move away. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm super excited. I, yeah, I just am like, really pumped to see him and see how things go amazing i'm excited for you thanks i'm excited for me too and i think i i truly think that he is on the same page as me in terms of like how he's feeling about everything and like wanting like thinking that this would have legs Mm -hmm. 
Um, not to put any pressure on it or anything like that, but I just, I just very much get that vibe from him. His actions certainly speak that way to me. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the, you know, the things that he says to me and the way that he says them. And I just think, yeah, I just like, I feel good about it. That's great. So yeah, that's what's going on with me and still no word. I doubt I'm ever going to hear from Comeback Kid ever again in my life. Wild. But whatever. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's fine. Like, whatever. I, I am happy that I went, that I like revisited it. Yeah. Because it was kind of like a little, I w- it wasn't like I was thinking about it because I actually hadn't thought about him, but it was, it was a, I think it was a good experience for me, but I am like, what the fuck dude at the no at the lack of response to my, to my text message. Yeah. Oh, well. So tell me about these matchmaker dates. Okay, well, so it's just the one matchmaker date that I've oh, now seen date. twice. Date. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So last on the on the episode that came out, on the main pod that came out last week, I talked about having a really good matchmaker date that was super fun and I liked him and wanted to see him again. And you said that it sounded like he needed a nickname, which I was resistant to in part because – and I said this on the Patreon and went into more detail there and like we'll do the same again. But – I was resistant to it because I felt like there was a chance he was ghosting me. Right. Because he is a fucking terrible texter. And, and we continues. did discuss that on our second date. Oh, okay. So how did that conversation go? I – so, well, okay, wait, wait. Without fast forwarding, he now has a nickname and he was given one on the Patreon. We were calling him the planner because something I really liked about him is that he, similar to me, is a planner, is an executor. Great job. He planned a great second date. So I would like to rebrand him. Okay. And his name is Greg. Okay. Okay. Tell us why. Because I went to my friend Nikki's boyfriend, Jared, had his birthday party on Saturday. It was like a kind of like a sunset beach thing. We met up at around four and just like played like games on the beach and chatted and had a really nice day. And for some reason, Matt and Mary are probably the most surprised of my dating life. Yep. And so I get there and Matt goes, give me all the updates on Greg. And I'm like, I am dating multiple people right now. None of them are named Greg. None of them are named Greg. None of them are Greg. And so now it, it just kind of caught on. So everyone is calling him Greg. So that's his that's his name now. His name is Greg. His name is nothing even close to Greg. So like that's why I feel very safe <laughs> doing this. Did just learned that he has a public Instagram, so that's fun. Oh, but, so we've been having some fun with that, I assume. A treat. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's his new nickname, and it is becoming confusing. Where now, over text, Matt is like, "Wait, wait, wait but what's his actual name?" Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I had to ask you the same thing because I was like, "I can't think of this guy as Greg, or I will think yeah. his name is Greg." Yeah. Anyway, so we had our second date on Thursday. No, we planned it on Thursday to have it on Sunday. Um, to have it on Sunday. Yeah. And it was super cute and fun. We went on this walk to watch the sunset, and then he had made us dinner reservations for after, and it was just like a great time. He picked me up. He dropped me off. He, like very authoritatively paid for the date like yeah. you know just like very like really like chivalrous like opened the door like very very sweet and like things that are all like nice to haves to me like the opening the door thing is like super not a must but 
super nice. Like I'm definitely not going to look a gift horse in the mouth on that one. And again, just like a great time. It's so easy. It is so pleasant and like delightful to just like spend time with him. That's amazing. Yeah. And like, like I said, he's just like very, it, it obviously come back. It did not go in the positive direction, but similar to what you were saying that he makes it, he not only does the thing, he makes it easy for you to do it, do yes. the thing. Well, I love that. Yes. So at the end of the date, because obviously I'm now gone for yep. a week and I have no, I will be, I have no doubt that we will see each other again. Like I will be absolutely floored if that does not happen. Yeah. We're kind of saying goodbye, whatever. And so I say, yeah, so I'm going to be, you know, gone for a week. We're so whatever we plan next is at least a week away. Yeah. Are you a texter? Do you want to like, do you want me to text you like how Austin is? Do you want me to text you? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I know. Like, I'm not like a good texter and I don't really text that much. He's like, I like receipt. He's like, I do enjoy like being on. He's like on a big group text with like 13 mm-hmm. friends. Cool. And he's That's like, I love people. like. Hmm? That's a lot of people in a group chat. Yes. And he's like, I love like seeing, you know, what they're up to. But I don't reply very quickly. And I also like he said exactly what your people have said and what the classmate said, which is I it makes me anxious that I'm going to like not reply well or fast enough or something and then it, it only stretches out to longer periods of time or I don't reply at all. And he's never actually not replied to me. And so he was like, I would love to like I would love to know how you're doing and like see that it's fun, but like I will be a slow responder. Interesting. I'm like, okay. So do you plan on texting him updates? I probably will because I do think that's – like that's authentic to me to say something. Yeah. Also like model yeah. the behavior you want. Yeah, totally. And so I think I, I have I have really nothing to say about, you know, working all day these mm-hmm. next few weeks or whatever or these next few days before leading into July 4th. So I probably will not update him on the mundanity of that. But I totally will, you know – send him a picture of something in Austin, like maybe – because he loves – like maybe I'll send him like the barbecue place we go to, you know, whatever. Like I'm sure there will be something worth saying. Um, And like I said, I really – and interestingly, and I've always said – like I really like like texting my girlfriends a lot. However, I think a lot of early dating texting for me is – anxiety management sometimes. Yeah, I hear that. Where, you know, like I don't really need to check in with him about the fact that like I'm I made my flight. You know, like he doesn't need like it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And part of that is just knowing he'll reply to make sure I know he's still interested, right? right, right. And I really don't have like I am super not anxious about this and I I guess if it takes me by surprise it takes me by surprise. But anyway, that's where we're at. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that a lot of texting is anxiety management. And I think that it is like, if if somebody is listening and thinking like, you know, oh, but I, I want that reassurance. I think I think it's totally valid to want 100%. that. Um, and to ask for more if you're not getting it. Like if you were texting him and the rate at which he is responding isn't working for you, to have that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, and then 
see if there's like some sort of compromise. Like I, I haven't actually mentioned this much on the regular pod, but the Disco Paul is not a good texter. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say it that way. Because I, because I, that I think discounts the efforts that he has made to text me in a way that feels really good to me. Yeah, I agree with that. But I actually don't think that it's, he's not a good texter. I think he is not a natural quick texter. Mm-hmm. That is not his natural form of being. Yeah. And he's told me that and has said that he like wants to make efforts to be a more consistent communicator and more frequent communicator. And he has absolutely done that in a way that feels like really, really good. Yeah. But that would never have happened if I hadn't said something. Yeah, that's really true. Because he wouldn't have known. Just like, you know, if you had never asked Greg. Yeah. If you had never asked Greg what his texting preferences are, which you like kind of already had surmised based on the amount he was texting you, then you never would have had that conversation. Mm-hmm. So like ask the question. Yeah. No, very true. Yeah. All for it. And I, I'm glad I did too because I think that sometimes I can be – I can certainly, not in terms of, and I don't have to couch it. I think that I can certainly be over analytical and I can talk myself out of asking a question. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like, who cares? Like, if he, if he's like weird about this question, then he's a fucking weirdo, period. You know? And so, and he reacted totally normally. He clearly has gotten this feedback before. And so, yeah, I was, I was glad that I brought it up. Yeah. I truly can't remember who I was talking to about this, it was a guy. And I don't remember who it was. It was a friend. And they were talking about, and if you you listen, text me and yell at me for not remembering who I had this conversation with. But basically they were saying that like normal people respond to normal questions normally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Great point. If you're not asking some ridiculous question, then like you're not going to get a ridiculous answer from a non-ridiculous person. Yeah, totally. And if you do get a ridiculous answer, then you don't want to date that person because they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel about it anyway. Boom. I really don't know who it was. That's going to bother me now. But whatever. Indeed. Yeah. So and then there's the other then guy. there's Mr. Nobody yeah, who – I'm going to save a lot of that. I'm going to save a lot of that for Patreon because it will require too much scaffolding here to get to the place yep. where I need to tell the story. It's just going to like waste our time. Yeah. I will say though, I have another person for Ask a 30-something Man. Oh, that's right. We want to have Mr. No- – wait, did you did you ask him specifically about it? I sure did. Oh, wow. So we yep. – are potentially, maybe not even potentially, definitely going to have somebody that you have gone out with on Ask a 30-something Man. He's totally down. Incredible. How did you bring this up? So how did I bring it up? I I think I mentioned – I obviously mentioned – I must have told him about the podcast, but I'm trying to think of exactly the sequence. doesn't really matter. Told him about the podcast. And he – and then I sort of – I, I somehow end up I, I just like ended up saying, actually, we do this recurring series where we have a guy come on and give his perspective. Like, I think it'd be like incredible if you did it. And cause I also kind of played into the fact that, you know, 
he is a therapist. Like, I was like, you have valid opinions. Like, you're yeah. clearly – he's super emotionally aware. He uh, he delivers really good compliments. Mm. Something that he said. So, like, I had come to our date straight from work and then was going to need to work after the date. Yeah. And when we finally said – when we said goodbye – or no, as we were, like – realizing probably time to go. Yeah. Move from the backyard to the of the bar like to the front to leave. He says, "I just wanted to say how like amazing it was that you like carved out this time for me and were so present. I never felt like you were preoccupied with the fact that you like just came out of work and then are going to have to like jump back into it after this." And like, I just felt like you were, like, totally here with me, totally engaged, and I'm, like, really appreciative of that. I love that. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, yeah, he's great. And so this is the – this is, like, the benefit of, like, not really caring how a dynamic plays out. I'm like, come on the fucking podcast. <laughs> that is great. I, I told you when you told me that that, like, it has already occurred to me that I want – whoever my next future partner is to come on in some capacity. Yeah. They will probably be a 30-something man. So yes. more likely than not. Yeah. Well, that's that's exciting. And because of that, I had already thought through how we would handle video clips so that we don't reveal anyone's identity. Yeah. So we're, I told him it was all anonymized and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. his voice. So if he, as long as he's not worried about his voice. Yeah. I'm, I, I, don't, I mean, we're not going to ask him anything crazy. So No, no, no. Yeah. Um, well, that's very exciting. So we'll have yeah. to spot him in next and then Drake can get pushed to number three. Okay. Drake being my brother, not the rapper, just for everyone's clarity. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how we'd <laughs> – we'd have one Drake's episode pushed. that was like huge <laughs> and then we just – Drake. Forget him. Not necessarily. <laughs> well, his people can call our people. I mean, he is a 30-something man. It's true. It all checks um, out. Yes. So before we get into hot topics, I did want to briefly mention – a very exciting thing that we have coming up. Yes, please mention it all. I think people, a lot of people probably know about this already because we've been teasing it in our Instagram stories, but we are launching merch and uh, I couldn't be more excited. We actually soft launched the merch this past weekend to the Patreon. So if you are a patron, then you already have access to our merch, um, early access. The reaction has been so amazing. Um, I just can't wait for everyone to see it in a couple weeks. I can't wait to see what like people get. I know. <gasps> it's been very fun. I had to like shut off, like close out of like all the analytics stuff because like I was texting you like, oh, guess what the number one thing? It, like it's just – it's a rabbit hole that you can go down. I mean I do it for a living. Yeah. But, like product sales analysis is literally my job. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I could very easily go down a rabbit hole that I did not have time for today. But it it's very fun and very exciting and I can't wait for everyone to see it. Yeah, me too. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, and we personally ordered so much stuff that our rep at the company we were using thought that we had already soft launched. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. She was like, "Wow, you guys have like great engagement." And we're like, "Yeah, with she ourselves." Said, yeah, she was like, "Oh my god, like I'm so like I I saw your sales come in. It's so exciting how how um excited your community is for it." I was like, "Oh, that's a community of two? Yep. It's, that's us. <laughs> that's how much stuff we personally bought." Yes, very excited. So, hopefully everybody else is too. Yeah. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are 
I think over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhyte.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. All right. All right. Well, okay. Weird, weird or not, it's with yeah. commensurate with our hot topics. It's like a random topic. Yes. Um, so this week's weird or not is they join in on a happy birthday song for a stranger at a restaurant. Weird or not. Okay. So I think it depends how like enthusiastic they are. Okay. Like if they're very into it, I'm like settle down. This is crazy. If you give like a clap, great. Give a clap. Give a clap. If it – yeah, clap along. That's fine. If you give – if you kind of – I kind of lip sync. Uh-huh. Like I'll lip sync. But I think like any more – than that in terms of effort is weird. So I'm going to say 40 weird, 60 not weird. It is not that weird. It is 24 weird, 76 nah. No. See, okay, they need to picture more vigorous singing. <laughs> so I I vehemently disagree. <gasps> wow. I think that this is the kind of thing where people are yucking other people's yum and shitting on joy. And if somebody wants to be joyful and sing when other people are being joyful and singing, then let them be joyful and sing. Why are we, why are we aching that? Because nobody likes being sung to. I do. You're crazy. I'm not. Don't call me crazy. I like it. Oh my God. I like that. See, I can't get out of the mindset of thinking like how uncomfortable that person must be. I'm not going to add to it. So that, that's a specific perspective. Like, and maybe that person is thinking that. Yeah. But I love being sung to. I think it's very fun. I obviously don't want it to be oh crazy gosh. long. I don't want it to go on for five minutes. But like I like it. And I think if like the if the table is into it, like the people whose birthday it actually is, whatever, if they're into it. If they're like rowdy as well. Yeah. Like if it's a weird vibe all around and like the table isn't even into it, then like, yeah, that's weird because they clearly aren't enjoying it. So like let's not get involved. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I just think it's a very fun celebratory atmosphere. I love a birthday. I like people who like to celebrate things. We could not be more different on this point. Yeah. But I, actually, I will sing I, for you and you cannot sing for me. <laughs> Deal. When I used to waitress, one of the waitressing jobs I had was at Bubba Gump Shrimp Company in Times Square. Okay. And I think we knew each other actually when I worked at Bubba Gump. 
Oh, funny. Uh, because when I first almost three years, two and a half maybe in New York, I was waitressing on the weekends while having my full-time job. Oh my God, girl. That's exhausting. Uh, yeah. Well, I was 22. So anyway, at Bubba Gump. So fun fact, which you probably know, the happy birthday song is copyrighted. Yes. So at major chain restaurants, they don't sing it because they're not allowed to. So they make their own. They make their own. So that's why you often hear weird happy birthday like versions is because the actual version is copyrighted. So mom and pop places do it because they aren't going to get caught, but big chain restaurants aren't allowed to. So as you might imagine, in Bubba Gump Times Square, a lot of the wait staff are also on the, they're like, that's their side gig and they are actors, musical theater people, Broadway, oh, that's so funny. performers, et cetera. The happy birthday songs in that place were next level. They were out of control. Wait, go tell me what's what what is out of out of control? Choreography. Holy shit. Groups. Clap routines, step routines, like wild things. And Bubba Gump is also it's a theme restaurant, right? So it's like already very kitschy. It fits right into the thing. But so oftentimes so when I had a birthday at a table, I would like go recruit people to come. Like that's what you did. You would like gather a group. And, and you would want to gather like the best people. And I'm obviously not the best person. I was the only person on staff who wasn't like a musical theater person. So I would like go find a group and then like stand in the back and clap while they like danced and sang in the front. Mm-hmm. I am in YouTube videos of birthday songs at Bubba Gump Shrimp Company in the back, like clapping and smiling really big. Oh my God. I this is a, absolutely wild to me. had a great time. So, I'm so glad you found your people. Most of the people who... Most of the people who said weird agreed with you, and a lot of them mentioned that, like, they wouldn't want people singing to them. Yeah. Hopefully your friends know that. Like, yes. Like, you have a friend I mean, who doesn't I just think it's such a – it's so ingrained, though. Like, I, I most – I mean, I, ver- I haven't celebrated my birthday with my friends in a couple of years now, and so I think the last time I had – it's always like, hmm. Yeah. This is not translating over in audio. Yeah. Most people who said nah said the things that I said. Most people who said weird said the things that you said pretty much to a person. Apparently there's a lawsuit right now about happy birthday. About the copyright for it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Okay, great. I think I'm reading you the first question, correct? Yeah. Let's get into hot topics. So I mean, that one was hot. We just agreed. I liked it. Yeah. We haven't done Hot Topics in a bit. So just to like reset everyone and especially for new listeners, Hot Topics is an episode type that we do like every couple or few months where we have three questions that listeners submit to us. And you can do that at findingmrhyte.com slash podcast. And we sort of just talk about it in longer form than we do normally. Um, And the other kind of episode type that we have like this is grab bag and those are more like rapid fire, but these are more in-depth. Perfectly said. Okay. So this one is – I'm asking you this one because I think that my answer is kind of presupposed because of my sensitivity about like relationships to exes, okay? Okay. The listener writes, I've been on several great dates with a great guy and things are progressing at a great pace. Everything's great. His last relationship ended two years ago. But when talking about his ex, he still refers to her as his girlfriend. An example from a recent conversation was, 
I was living with my girlfriend at the time. He has also referred to her as his girlfriend quite a few other times and does not refer to her as an ex-girlfriend. The relationship ended because she wanted to get married and he didn't see himself marrying her, so they split. He describes her as being an amazing girl, smart, funny. His family loved her. They are on good terms, and he said he has nothing bad to say about her. Dating him has been great, but I can't help but have anxiety about how he refers to her. Am I creating unnecessary anxiety for myself? Is this reasonable? And can I get some advice on how to address this concern? Okay. I'm going to go to a grammatical place to start. Okay. When he says, I was living with my girlfriend, that is temporal. It would be weird if he said, I was living with my ex-girlfriend, that would mean that at the time, they were exes living together. I agree. It is grammatically correct to say I was living with my girlfriend and he added at the time, mm-hmm. which is what people say when they want it to be clear that that person is no longer their girlfriend. Yep. Like I was living with my boyfriend at the time. I was living, whatever. That, to me, I, th- I, I don't like to tell anyone that their anxiety is, is unreasonable. But like that particular phrasing, I do not think is any cause for concern. I think it is just grammatically correct. I agree with you. I think it's – I wish she had given us other examples because that one is a total – like we can explain that one away to me. Yeah. Like she said – because she did say he's also referred to her as his girlfriend a few other times. But I wonder if those were other times when he said my girlfriend at the time. Yep. Agreed. And like to me, my girlfriend at the time – means the exact same thing as my ex-girlfriend. Same. It is no different. There is no further emotion attached to it. It is just speaking to a different time than you are now. Mm-hmm. And it's like more specific because it's like you're talking about a specific time. So that, that part I think is completely fine unless there's something else. I find it hard to believe that this person is like actively referring to somebody as their present girlfriend. Agreed. That would be weird. So the second part, though, I'm curious to understand after several dates, so like let's, let's pretend or let's assume that several means like three, maybe four, that he has spent this much time describing this person to you. I'm curious to know what that was driven by. Is she asking or is he volunteering? And what would each of those tell you? I, I would not expect on the first few dates for somebody to volunteer the information that their ex-girlfriend was smart, funny, and his family loved her. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, no dad. That would feel like too much. But I can imagine a situation where somebody who might be anxious about somebody's relationship with their ex is asking questions that they don't actually want the answer to. Yes, I could totally see that. That would be my question there is like, how did this conversation come up? Because thinking those things about her, also not a red flag to me. Agreed. Like you can absolutely think that somebody is amazing, smart, funny, your family could love them, but not be the right person for you. Yes. And to that end, it reminds me of a therapy Jeff green flag, which is he does not seem to be worked up into great emotion when he talks about her, that he's able right. to objectively acknowledge why they didn't work out, but 
say that she has great traits. You know, picture the counterfactual, right? Where he's like, oh yeah, this awful fucking girl. She was such a bitch. Like, that's a red flag. Yeah. I was wondering that too. Like, what would her preference be? Her preference yeah. might be nothing. Like, he, she would prefer that he not speak about her at all. She does not exist. Right. And then my question is, how is it coming up? Yeah. And so, so the question of, is this reasonable anxiety? Any anxiety that you have is reasonable because you have it. So like, I'm not going to sit here and say like, you should not have, be anxious about this thing because that's not how anxiety works. But I think the way that you address it can depend on whether you think it's something that's like coming from within you or something that this person is doing. Yeah. That's where those answers kind of matter to me in terms of like how this is coming up. And if it's something that he's bringing up, I think it could be totally reasonable to say like, hey, like it makes me a little bit uncomfortable when you talk about your ex that much. Or like, oh, like let's talk about us or let's, you know, let's stay in the present or whatever it is if he's like consistently bringing that stuff up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if she is the one inciting the information, stop, stop asking. Doing stop doing that. Yeah. 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 Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. Because then, so like if you're asking this person what was your ex-girlfriend like and why did you break up and all this stuff, which are, again, totally valid questions, what would the right answer be if what he said is not? I fell out of the sky the day before we met. I've been, I'm untouched. <laughs> the scale of things he could say, like, to me, this is the best possible answer. Yeah. To me asking the question. It's another thing if he's constantly bringing up how amazing she is and, oh, my God, my mom loved her. Like, okay, stop. I'm the most curious to know how she found out his family loved her. Mm. That's because that's like something he... kind of shitty to say to someone unprompted. Agreed. Yeah. Here's how I can see this conversation evolving. They start talking about, you know, what was your most recent serious relationship? Mm -hmm. And he says it's this one. He gives the reason. He says that she was ready for marriage. I wasn't. And she asks – a follow-up question. You know, why yeah. not? Was there something going on? And he says, no, she was great. My parents loved her. She was smart. And yet I wasn't there. That's exactly I couldn't get how there. I picture it. That's exactly yeah. how I'm picturing it. Yeah. And so if that's not the case, and honestly, like, let us know. Give us an update. If that's not the case, and he's like, you know, well, so this this girl that I was dating, man, was she great. Yeah. Like, that she was a real smoke show. Do you want to see her Instagram? Yeah, like that would be real weird. <laughs> But I, I think it's a, it is a green flag that somebody has nothing bad to say about their ex. Yes. Because not being right for you is not, a, is not bad, objectively. Correct. Agreed. Correct opinion. Correct, correct opinion. That is all. Question number two, which I will read to you. I had a mild crush on my neighbor. He's, I just like the term mild crush. Mm -hmm. He's friendly, cute, tall, and a dog lover. Unfortunately, I made the mistake of becoming his Facebook friend and swiftly realized we are not compatible. For example, the first post of his I saw said, quote, Miami is not ready for us, end quote. I cannot even begin to explain how much this would never be me. Miami would be. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to laugh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, now, the, now the listeners are behind the scenes that I don't read these in advance for this reason. Like I pur we purposely do this so that I'm surprised. Kind of like it's the other way. It's it's the reverse weird or not. Yeah, yeah, Where, yeah. Like, you're surprised by weird or not, and like I'm surprised by hot topics. Okay, I cannot even begin to explain how much this would never be me. Miami would be ready for me. I'd have plans, a list, and reservations, etc. 
He eventually messaged me and said he noticed how much I cook, and if I ever felt like bringing food down to my single neighbor, he'd love that. The old me would have made him food thinking, oh, maybe that would lead to dates. But the newer me, post-FMH, therapy, understands how ridiculous and unlikely that is. I just felt like if he wanted to reach out, he should have asked me to get a drink or something. Likely it was just about food and nothing more. Needless to say, I will not be making him anything based on the execution of that request. Am I wrong for thinking this was douchey and off-putting, and am I overthinking this entirely? Which, by the way, I, I want to point out that this actually kind of plays into an idea that we had for like another alternating segment with Weird or Not and Mythbusters, which is, am I the asshole? Oh, yeah, it does, actually. Good call. Yeah. So something, listeners, that we've been talking about, so there's that whole Reddit thing of am I the asshole that people post like things that they've done or situations they were in, and then they ask the Reddit community, am I the asshole here? And that was something we were thinking we could rotate in with Weird or Not and Mythbusters and ask you all for submissions, and this basically is one. Yeah, it kind of is. So, okay, I want to start by saying I love our listeners. They're amazing. And everything I'm about to say, I say with love. Great. Okay. She's being so hard on this man. So judgy, dear listener. We need to cut this guy some slack. Number one, the phrase city is not ready for us is probably one of the most generic social media captions in the world. Yeah. And I also don't think it means what she's interpreting it to mean. Yes. I think she she almost has it flipped. Like, I'm not ready for Miami. I'm experiencing yeah. stress because I have right. no plans. Right. Like, he doesn't mean that Miami's going to be surprised that they arrived. Yeah. Because they didn't make reservations anywhere. Yeah, like, he's just not- going to get in like an aluminum can in the sky and be like, where the fuck are we going? Yeah, like that's not what it means. It means like we're going to party really hard. Yes. Basically. Yes. Which could not be your style, but that's a different That's a different thing. Totally. But like I also, whenever I see something like that, think of the meme that like, like Miami is definitely ready for you. They've seen way worse than you. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like they are fully ready. They've been ready for years. Yeah. Like you're you ordering a spicy margarita, they're not impressed. Yeah. You're not <laughs> the first thing Miami has seen. But anyway, I, go on. I agree with you. Cut this man some slack. Yeah. And so then getting to the second part, to me, that is not a booty call. No. I think this is his attempt to get the ball rolling. I agree. And it is well within your power to redirect it by saying something like, oh, while I don't like to cook for a first date, how about we go grab drinks instead? By mentioning that he's single, he's clearly putting that out there. Yes. You are unlikely to get rejected here. And so you can make yourself comfortable in the situation. You do not need to go to this man's apartment and provide him food. Like that's not no. a requirement here. No, 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 no. But this is absolutely him shooting his shot and – I think that it's being received with a really high level of negativity in the sense that I think – and I can be this way too in that almost the same way that I thought I was going to get ghosted by Greg this week where we can become too cynical for our own good and too jaded, right? Yeah. And, you know, honestly, like now I'm the person encouraging her to sing happy birthday, right? I'm like, let's have some fucking (laughs) positivity. (laughs) Sing happy birthday for this man, listener. Yeah, exactly. Bring him a goddamn cake. Yeah, no, you're right. Like you absolutely do not need to make him food and go to his apartment. But right. I think it's important to know that he doesn't know that you're interested or that True. you're single. 
Yeah, he's really going out on a limb, actually. He is the one who's gone out on a limb here. Like, you, maybe you added him on Facebook, but, like, people just do that with people they meet. Yeah. He has gone out on a limb by specifically mentioning that he's single. He did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. He wants you to know that he's single so that if you are and you're interested, you will you respond will positively. Pick up the ball that he has thrown into your court. Yep, totally. So pick up the ball and throw it back. Yes. But go yeah, I, I absolutely agree. You don't have to go to her department. You could easily just pivot it. And I, I would do exactly what you said and mention a date. So because the, the other thing that you don't want, you don't want lack of clarity on whether or not you're going on a date. Right, exactly. You want to make sure that you're like, I, but I prefer to do first dates, you know, out in public or like at a bar, like let's go get a drink or let's, let's go eat food together somewhere, whatever it is, whatever you like to do. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Right. Okay. You've got this listener. We love you. The reason I want to do this one too, it's a good example of try to not get the ick all the time. Yeah. I know it's hard. And I often talk on this podcast about things that bother me and I'm not always proud of it. So I, I get it. But that we're all reminds work in progress. me of something I wanted to say during the weird or not discussion. Oh, yeah. So many people who thought it was weird, which was only 25% of people, but so many of those people mentioned the ick. Oh, interesting. It would not give me the ick. I would, but I would, I would have a chuckle about it. Or people said, that's so cringe. Like oh, that would interesting. give me the ick. And that is what triggered my let people have their joy moment. Because like, I think you're right. I think we get the ick too often. And yeah, one way to continue to get the ick more and more is to keep talking about how you're getting the ick. That's true. About that. So don't do that. Okay. This is a short one, but I think it's something that happens a lot and we can kind of talk about how to deal with it. On his profile, a guy writes, here to meet new people and have a good time, winky face. What are the chances he is looking for a committed relationship? Zero. Podcast over. He asked me what I was looking for, and I said, ideally something long-term. He didn't shy away and asked me on a date to see where it goes. Thoughts? Don't go on that date. I agree. Don't go on the date. You're setting yourself up for heartbreak. or Maybe not a heartbreak, but like disappointment is probably a better word to use. Yeah. This person has been upfront and honest about what they are looking for. They are they are looking to meet new people and have a good time, winky face. Mm-hmm. And although that could lead to a committed relationship, and it doesn't mean that it won't, that is not their immediate intention. Yeah. And if that is your immediate intention, then that is a misalignment. And now I'm about to be too cynical, but here's how I see this getting interpersonally litigated. Okay? okay. They go on some dates. The time comes where things are to be more serious or more committed in some way. Yeah. And he says, well, no, I, I told you I didn't want anything serious. Yep. And she says – but no, I said, I'm looking for something serious. And you said, let's see what happens. We, we're here. We've seen what happens. Let's be together. And he goes, oh, no. I'm scot-free because I was always up front. You knew who I was. Yep. And, and you accepted wrong. me. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. In the, in the court of dating, he is not wrong. He's not wrong. Morally, might be wrong. But. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's, I think, because – you can tell someone what you're looking for. So she has said to him, 
I'm looking for a committed relationship, ideally long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. Him continuing to date her doesn't mean that he's agreeing to do that. Right. Question for you. I just thought of it. And maybe it's a myth buster. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a topic. Do you think that two people on a date are dating to the lowest denominator of commitment? Yes. I think so too. Yeah. And so to explain a little bit more, I think, yeah, if you have two people on a date and one person is looking for a long-term relationship and one person isn't, then neither of you are going to have a long-term relationship in that in that situation. Exactly. That's what I think too. Yeah. That's not guaranteed. Like I said, maybe there's a chance that this guy that is here to meet new people and have a good time meets a new person, has a good time and ends up in a long-term relationship. That is going to be the exception here and not the rule. Yeah. And I think that, yes, that that is generally true, which why, which is why it's so important to talk about your intentions and what your ideal outcome of dating is. And that's also the reason why I prefer to have that conversation in person on a first date rather than ask it in message. Granted, this person had it on his profile. So I wouldn't have even swiped on, the, on that profile. Yeah. Ever. But... It is so easy to respond to a message with whatever you think that person needs to hear in that moment to get on a date. Yeah, exactly. It's way harder to do that in person. So yeah, yeah, but don't go on this date, listener, please. Very much agreed. Well, on that uplifting note. In short, let people call people, their ex-girlfriends, girlfriends at the time, cut people slack when they say that a city is not ready for them and don't go on a date with someone who is looking to meet new people and have a good time if that's not what you're looking to do. I love that summation. We should do that. That was amazing. These are the takeaways from the episode. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. And sing happy birthday like nobody's listening. Sing happy birthday and (laughs) laugh like a motherfucker. I love it. There was actually somebody that said that no one should be allowed to clap to live music. You know, I kind of agree with that. Really? I think white people should not be allowed to clap. (laughs) People who don't have rhythm. Yeah, People exactly. Who don't have rhythm certainly shouldn't be clapping. Exactly. Also, it is a problem there. in a concert just because of like the physics of how sound travels. You are inevitably <laughs> off. Anyway, that's yeah. You're not totally wrong. Oh, I also meant to say this: multiple people equated singing along to a happy birthday song with clapping when a plane lands. Different. Very different. Yeah, that's different. Very different. I they have different like, feelings. They were like, that person's probably the person who claps on a plane lands. Like, I definitely don't think so. I don't think so. That is that diagram so. is not a circle. Yeah, agreed. So I would venture to guess that everybody who claps when a plane lands probably sings along to a stranger's happy birthday song. That is probably a one-to-one relationship. So it's like squares and rectangles? Yes. Yeah. But not the other way. I like it. These are the important questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need like a book full of like graphic representations of things. I think that actually be pretty funny. Yeah. I love a graph and a chart and a map. Yeah. Love a heat map. Oh my God. Okay. We got to go. <laughs> We're cutting you off. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right. Good night. night.